0: What if I told you that powerful forces threatening free speech have infiltrated social media platforms like Facebook and Twitter? No, I'm not referring to Russia or China or North Korea or even Iran. These threats are lurking in the darkness of the Silicon Valley. And they're being employed by liberals in the Silicon Valley. It's an attempt to marginalize and silence conservative voices, including mine. Welcome everyone to Hidden Headlines, Faith, Family, Freedom. I'm Brian Sussman, and the threat that I'm talking about is being employed via something known as shadow banning. Shadow banning. You've probably heard this term used before. Now again... I'm talking to you from the Silicon Valley. I've been broadcasting from the San Francisco Bay Area off and on for (laughs) most of my adult life. But my radio program, which was heard on KSFO for many, many years, began back in 2002. And I've always told you exactly what I'm thinking. In fact, one of my taglines on my radio show was saying what you're thinking and affirming how you feel. And then, of course, I've also been known as having the tagline, right thinking from the left coast. And I've always put it out there, and as such, there are liberals in the San Francisco Bay Area who have come to, well, can I just say it? Hate me. And so I believe, and I'm going to share with you why I believe this to be true, I believe that since 2009, both on Twitter and on Facebook, I've been marginalized. I've been silenced. I've been shadow banned. So we're going to talk about this in this edition of Hidden Headlines. It really shouldn't come as any big surprise that Silicon Valley has its own content police. I mean, when you, when you come in contact with the people in the Silicon Valley, they are very, very liberal. They despise any oppositional thought. They believe that right-leaning views are subject to special scrutiny as hate speech. I mean, if you listen to my radio program, I don't believe all the years that it was on KSFO. I don't believe you would have ever heard me sound hateful. I may vehemently disagree with you and what you believe and what you're saying, but I'm not going to hate you. You know, I I believe in um, hate the sin but love the sinner, so to speak. But nonetheless, the left sees those of us who see the world through a conservative lens as being filled with hate. In fact, just to prove my point, there was a time when a bunch of Facebook employees formed an online group called FBers for Political Diversity, Facebookers for Political Diversity. And they put together a website which sarcastically stated, we claim to welcome all perspectives but are quick to attack, often in mobs, anyone who presents a view that appears to be in opposition to left-leaning ideology. Wow, that's open, isn't it? That's inclusive, isn't it? Now that's the way the left plays ball. Shadow banning. Let's begin with shadow banning. I turn to Wikipedia, oftentimes, admittedly, not the best reference. I have oftentimes referred to Wikipedia as Wickedpedia. But in this particular case, I think because it is a product of the Silicon Valley, let's go to their definition of shadow banning. Quote, the act of blocking a user or their content from an online community such that it will not be readily apparent to the user that they have been banned. That's shadow banning. So in other words, they make you feel as if you're participating in the social media platform, when in fact you've been banned, shadow banned. Now, it's interesting because back in 2018, Donald Trump said Twitter is shadow banning prominent Republicans. And of course, anything that Donald Trump says to the left is a lie or outrageous or stupid or whatever. But one of the many ways to deal with problematic users is shadow banning. The term originates from a time where Internet communities... And this is going back, what we'd be talking probably early 2000s, 1990s, early 2000s, when internet communities existed in individual and isolated web forums. So rather than outright ban a user, there would be a forum moderator who would shadow ban them. So the person who was shadow banned could read posts of other people and even make their own post as usual, but no one in the community would see their posts or even know that they tried to say something. That's called shadow banning. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. <laughs> if I wanted to get foul and angry, I certainly could because that is such chicken bleep. I'm just, that is so... But let's talk about Donald Trump and conservatives and the shadow banning, because he really brought this to light. Shadow banning. It was 2018. It was a Thursday morning and President Trump tweeted, Twitter shadow banning, all caps, shadow banning, prominent Republicans, not good. We will look into this discriminatory and illegal practice at once. Many complaints. Hmm. So that was Donald Trump. Right away in the Silicon Valley, Donald Trump, nut job, kook, no such thing as shadow banning, another conspiracy theory from the POTUS. Well, it's interesting because Vice News actually looked into this. Vice News, um, I would never personally go there for a website. They're way, way left of center. But they did a report on this, and they found that some prominent Republican Twitter users weren't Showing up in the auto-filling Twitter search box. Even if you type their full name in directly, they wouldn't show up. Now, at this particular time, I remember hearing about this, and there were some who said they typed my name into the autofilling Twitter search box, and they got nothing. Others said they got something. So I don't know what to tell you. For some, I wasn't showing up. For some, I was showing up. But this really isn't about me. Although... <laughs> The reason why I'm doing this podcast is about me. Because I've quit Twitter. I'll tell you about that in just a moment. But in the meantime, these Republican Twitter users still appeared in search results, just not in the auto-populating drop-down menu. It's interesting because search results for including the Republican Party's chair, McDaniels, Ronald McDaniel. And several Republican Congress members and even a spokesperson for Donald Trump Jr. all didn't show up. I mean, these are prominent. I'm a talk show host out on the left coast. But these are prominent Republicans. They weren't showing up. So once Twitter was finally busted on this, uh, they they fixed the issue. At the time, Twitter's head of product, a guy named I think you pronounce it Kevin, but because perhaps he's edgy or was raised by hippies. Um, it's K-A-Y-V-O-N. Perhaps pronounce Kevin or maybe k von I don't know. Last name is Bakepore. Offered an explanation of what happened through his own Twitter account. And his explanation, I guess, tells us Twitter doesn't do shadow bans ever. And the search issues in question with these Republicans were unintentional. Oh, yes. Unintentional. And we learn as you read what this guy had to say, and I'll read it for you in just a moment. Twitter's goal isn't free speech. Twitter's goal is what they call healthy public conversation. Healthy public conversation. So here's the tweet from this Kevin Bakemore. In May, we started using behavioral signals and machine learning to reproduce people's ability to detract from healthy public conversation on Twitter. Healthy public conversation. In other words... We want whatever you're you're saying to ring true to our ears. We want you to say things that don't ruffle our feathers. We don't want you to say anything that we might find controversial or challenge our way of thinking or our our ideology, etc. I guess that's healthy public conversation. Because of this, he said, some accounts weren't being auto-suggested even when people were searching for their specific name so in some cases you type in brian sussman and sometimes i'd pop up sometimes i wouldn't pop up as i see it it really comes down to this perhaps some free speech is more free than others So again, Twitter is shadow banning. Now, what do they say about this? They say it's a side effect of its attempts to improve the quality of discourse on the platform. They want healthy conversation. So if some feel as if they're being banned or shadow banned, it really is just a side effect to improve the quality of the discourse, Obviously, Republicans don't equate to quality in the eyes of the liberal gatekeepers at Twitter. What they have to say isn't quality, it's crap. What they have to say is hate. What they have to say is divisive. What they have to say is... So you understand how it works in the Silicon Valley. It's our way or the highway. It's interesting because even Vice News admits that there are certain people who aren't shadow banned. Those people are Democrats. Isn't it interesting the notion that social media companies would suppress certain political points of view? This should concern every American. But we've got millions and millions of people, especially an entire generation, who have been led to believe that it's all about healthy public conversation. A Twitter spokesperson actually told Vice News, quote, we are aware that some accounts are not automatically populating in our search box and shipping a change, and we are shipping a change to address this. Uh, It's also interesting that this spokesperson told Vice News, I would emphasize that our technology is based on account behavior, not the content of the tweets. So this is all slick language, devil speak. Because again, we have an entire generation that's being led to believe that behavior, and by the way, behavior is, is, according to the dictionary, is the manner of conducting oneself. The manner of conducting oneself includes verbal expression. So what they're saying is, Your behavior, your behavior is being judged, not your content. Boy, you'd have to be some kind of devilish attorney to figure out what that means. But the bottom line is they're saying behavior is not free speech. At the end of the day, that's what they're saying. Behavior is not free speech. Now, conservatives have been claiming for years that big tech companies are censoring voices on the right. 2018, once again, you had uh, Donald Trump speaking out. And because he spoke out, suddenly this became a part of our—well, for the first time, we heard about shadow banning. And the Republican-led House Judiciary Committee had two hearings on the subject. And they brought in representatives from Twitter and Google and Facebook— And there was a mild grilling by these conservative lawmakers. And it, of course, went nowhere. I didn't even think any of these uh, big wigs from Twitter, Google, or Facebook had to take and swear an oath before they testified. But remember this. It's it's interesting because Diamond and Silk, they're the two hilarious, (laughs) outrageous stars of social media, black women, Diamond and Silk. They argued that Facebook had been intentionally diminishing the reach of their content. And and I'm going to address Facebook in just a moment because I would definitely agree. But I remember the response from Democrats, especially on that committee, because Diamond and Silk were brought into that committee to testify. And Democrats on the committee rolled their eyes. There's Diamond and Silk rolling their eyes. Top-ranking Democrat Gerald Nadler called the idea of big tech censorship a hoax and, quote, a tired narrative of imagined victimhood. That's what they do. If they don't like what you have to say, they call it a hoax. If they don't like what you have to say in this particular case, you are a victim. So I guess I'm a big-time victim. Let me go to my Twitter feed. These are my last tweets. And I'll tell you why I decided that these would be my last tweets. I started Twitter in 2009. What was going on in 2009? Well, I had just taken the reins of the KSFO Morning Show. So I'm the only conservative morning show host in San Francisco. The only other conservative on the air in San Francisco was Michael Savage. As a conservative host in San Francisco, I now had a platform to share my views with a super large audience. Before taking the helm of the morning show, I had an evening show, which had very good ratings, but just not as large of an audience because it was an evening show from 6 to 8 p.m. Now I was on from 5 a.m. to 9 a.m. 2009 was also the time at which my book Climategate, a veteran meteorologist, exposes the global warming scam. became published. Uh, That that book was introduced on Sean Hannity's TV show. And as such, it rocketed to number one overnight, a national bestseller, my very, very first book. And of course, it bothered liberals to no end in the city of San Francisco, because for years prior to going on, on the radio, I was a TV meteorologist and a very popular one at that. So now the popular TV meteorologist who everybody loves suddenly has a book out saying that global warming is not occurring. Oh, the fangs were out. That was about, again, the very same time the book was published, I became a member of Twitter. I joined Twitter. I joined Facebook at the same time as well. So right away, I go online with Twitter I have five thousand followers. Followers almost overnight, five thousand followers. That was ten years ago. Make that eleven years ago, because that was two thousand nine. It's twenty twenty. To this day, I barely have over six thousand. How in the world? Now, now, come on, folks. I'm not. I'm not saying I am worthy of many more followers. I'm just saying, I'm in San Francisco. I have a top-rated morning radio show, which is one of the most streamed shows in the United States of America. I have one book and then another book, eco How the Left's Green Agenda Will Dismantle America. I have these two books, both bestsellers, and all I have are 6,000 Twitter followers. That makes no sense at all. And it's pretty much just as pathetic on the Facebook side as well. So here are my tweet, January 8th. Quote, these are my last tweets, part one. Twitter exists to make money for its founders and shareholders and to shape the culture of the world. As such, they employ a tool to marginalize problematic users' influence. It's called shadow banning. Next tweet. Twitter is based in San Francisco. My radio career and the books I've written pulling the rug out from under the climate change kooks were all birthed in ultra-liberal San Francisco. I am convinced I was shadow banned by Twitter in 2009, as I will explain. Third tweet. For what it's worth, Wikipedia's definition is an especially good one. The act of blocking a user or their content from an online community such that it will not be readily apparent to the user that they have been banned. Fourth tweet. I joined Twitter in 2009. In no time, I had over 5,000 followers. Ten years later, I barely have 6,000. Such puny growth makes no sense. Could it be someone at the Twitter headquarters here in San Francisco doesn't like my message? Fifth tweet. Over the years, I've been contacted by Twitter employees who say my suspicions are spot on, but I realize the snakes in the Twitter nest will never allow any of this to be known. Last tweet. Hashtag Twitter is evil. Hashtag Twitter is liberal. Hashtag Twitter sucks. Hashtag Twitter is greedy. Hashtag no free speech. Hashtag MAGA. Hashtag get right with God. Hashtag liberalism is a mental disorder, and I'm done. That's it. I'm done with Twitter. Here's a question. Why would anyone at Twitter or Facebook dislike or even hate me so much Could it be because of the things I was saying about a certain Barack Obama back in 2008 and 2009 regarding his place of birth? Ooh, you can't go there, can you? Well, I did on a regular basis, and I had guests uh, from all quarters. I had guests from Kenya come on the program. I had guests from Hawaii who knew him as a youngster come on the program and others. Perhaps that could also be a reason why people at Facebook, Twitter, knew who I was and wanted to put the clamps down on my reach on their platform. Now, I'm going to tell you something else here about Facebook that you probably didn't know. In 2015, Facebook filed a patent for, quote, moderating content in an online forum. So this is a patent from the United States Patent and Trade Market Office, and it was approved, and it granted Facebook, this social media giant, its request. The patent claim on the outset seems, it, it, it wouldn't get your attention, really. For most people, it just would not get your attention. Um, it's an automated system, Facebook, of course, and in order to weed through user content, uh, they don't want to have millions of eyeballs doing this uh, that would be a lot of money instead they wanted to put together something that was automated so humans didn't have to look at every post it's interesting because Facebook's description of the system's methods of moderation is well let me just get right to it rather than get too technical here here's what Facebook actually says the social networking system that hmm shadow ban's content the social networking system may receive a list of proscribed content and block comments containing the proscribed content by reducing the distribution of those comments to other viewing users now let me just stop proscribed content that's a legal term that means prohibited proscribed means prohibited So this is content that they have prohibited. And in this case, it's interesting because speech can't be prohibited by law. So they changed the word from speech to content. Speech can't be prohibited, but content that they deem inappropriate can be banned by Facebook. Now, I'll continue. This is is from... This is a part of their patent. However, the social networking system may display the blocked content to the commenting user such that the commenting user is not made aware that his or her comment was blocked, thereby providing fewer incentives to the commenting user to spam the page or attempt to circumvent the social networking system filters. In other words, Facebook has developed a product whereby they are able to ban content, prohibit content based upon their standards. This is shadow banning. This is what Facebook is doing. This is what Twitter is doing. And I'm guessing other social media platforms are doing as well. And can I tell you something? It's not being done on the liberal side of the ideologies. It's being done on the conservative side. Now, of course, Facebook and other social media sites like Twitter claim that they don't engage in the practice of shadow banning or blocking someone's content without them knowing it. Um, this patent, this patent, this patent at the very least, shows that Facebook has an interest in moderating user content by secretly making the content unavailable to all but the poster. So while this process only targets particular speech rather than specific users, depending on what Facebook considers prescribed content, entire groups of people could be filtered out of the conversation. So I think that's what's happened to me on Twitter. That's what's happened to me on Facebook. Again, with I have two Facebook sites. One is uh, just for friends. There's only about 100 people, friends and family. Y- you got to know me to be a part of that 100. Uh, but then I have the Brian Sussman Show page on Facebook. And that has, I think, seven or 8,000 people. That number hasn't changed either for the last 10 years. Seven or 8,000. I will post things, and the responses sometimes are in keeping with, you know, 60% of those 7,000, occasionally 80 or 90%. But other times, depending on how spicy the content, I don't get much response at all. I believe that even there, I am being shadow banned, which completely makes sense to me. I mean, if I were a liberal kook or a liberal activist or a... Or one of those gatekeepers at Facebook or Twitter, I would say, that guy, marginalize him. And you know what? It's not against the law. It's their company. They can do what they want. But what frightens me is the power that they have to control the message, the power that they have to sway a population and its ideology. We are living in interesting times, my friends, and that's why I'm putting a lot of effort and energy into Hidden Headlines. Again, more information about me, just go to briansussman.com. If you like this, please share it, and thanks for joining me on this edition of Hidden Headlines.